Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast. I am your host, Andre J. Benjamin, and I'm delighted to have you here for another episode. Today, we're talking about what it means to become an influencer. Now, back when I was in school, especially in middle school, it was influence that was found through the most random of things. It could be that you wore your hair a certain way. People had certain shoes. People had certain clothing. People had a special ability that others didn't have. Like there was one kid who was always trying to show off his karate moves. Another kid was doing magic tricks. People had random things that made them all of a sudden such an influencer. And I think that the currency of elementary school or school in general seems to be popularity. So elementary, middle school, high school, even college to a degree. That's what the fraternity sorority seem to be based upon. But what is true influence and how do you find your influence? From the scriptural point of view, Jesus even told us that we would go out and make disciples of all nations according to Matthew 28. And this podcast is always focused about how can we bring God the ultimate return on his investment because he is the ultimate and our greatest investor. So today I wanted to cover real briefly what it means to become an influencer. How do you become an influencer? What is true influence? Influence is the ability to cause others to be greatly enhanced, to change an environment, to have an impact, to to exert uh, power or influence over an area. So I believe that all of us have been given a specific area of gifting that God's given us. Uh, you get you've got talents, you've got skills, you've got inherent things that are unique to you that you're able to do abilities. Mark 16 talks about, in my name, you will do specific things. You will exercise influence. Genesis 1 talks about that God created us and he blessed us. He empowered us to prosper and he told us, go and exercise dominion, influence, authority, government, kingdom over the actual atmosphere, the resources of the earth, the planet. So, You have a specific area that you're to be influential over. You have a sphere of influence, a domain. You know, that's where the kingdom is, right? It's the king's domain. So you have a specific domain. You have specific people who you're assigned to. Acts 13, 36, one of my favorite key verses says that after David had served the purpose of his own generation, he fell asleep and his body underwent decay. You have a specific purpose. You have a specific generation of which you were born for. There's a reason why you weren't born 200 years ago. I keep reiterating that. Even in Luke Four, when Jesus was begged to stay in a town because they had seen the miracles he had done, he said, no, I must go to the other towns and preach the gospel of the kingdom for this is why I was sent. So you've got to know why you were sent, who you were sent to, the specific domain, and how to exercise true influence. Jesus said that the one who wants to be the greatest amongst you must be the servant of all. So his influence was found through his service, through his yielding his life and his ambitions to not only the Father, but also to those who were around him. 
In John 17, Jesus talked about when he was praying in his high priestly prayer. He says, Father, I have sanctified myself on behalf of my peers. Who are you finding yourself sanctifying yourself on behalf of? Did you know that you're being set apart for your specific cause and purpose? That might be that you are going to be an engineer. That might be that you're going to be a master plumber, that you're going to be a janitor who exercises influence in your janitorial services, that you're going to clean up the best, that you're going to be the gardener who does a phenomenal work and who has excellence and diligence in the way that you garden or a farmer, and the way that you raise your crops, and the way that you treat your cattle. God is very interested in seeing us exercise our influence with a on ownership mentality, with a stewardship mentality, with one who says, I'm going to treat it as if it's another's, but I'll also treat it as if it's my own. I don't have the employee mindset that is clocking in. The employer mindset is, I'm here until the job gets done. The employee mindset is that I'm doing just enough to not get fired. The employer mindset is I'm doing more than enough because I want to maintain the customer. I want to please them. I want to solve a problem and add value into their life. The employee is looking for all the rights that they have. How much do I get paid? What type of benefits do I have? There's nothing wrong with those things, but if that's the primary in the conversation, then that is an employee mindset. The employer is looking at how much can I give? How much can I add? What's going to be the return on the investment? Because they're concerned with profits and not wages. They're concerned with making sure that their employees are paid and that they can go home to their families. True entrepreneurs have that mindset of making sure that the employers are going to be paid even before they're paid. They're going to make sure that they receive the value that has been poured into that company. So that influential mindset is one that is a mindset of service. True influence is found in having a servant's heart. Luke 2.52 says this about Jesus. It says, now Jesus he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. This is the passage that deals with after he had went away from his parents during the feast of the Lord that they had made a pilgrimage up to and he got lost amongst the familiar relatives and they found him for three days in the temple sitting amongst the teachers listening asking questions, and then giving answers. This is a powerful exchange that tells us a lot about the master in his early age, but most importantly, it tells us that from age 12 on to age 30, 18 years, we hear only thing that we hear about him is that he was growing in wisdom and stature. He was obedient unto his parents' vision. He was submitted. He gained his influence through submission. We've talked about the principle of dominion through submission. If you want true dominion according to scriptural premise, then you will be submitted to the Father. You'll be submitted to his will. You'll be submitted. I, I Let me talk a little bit about my own life. In my own life, the greatest influence I've had is because I am submitted. God opens up doorways for me to be able to influence. I remember uh, going into a uh, guest speak at a college. I was actually looking for a job at the time. I didn't like the job that I had, and I wanted to move up. I wanted to do something different. So I went looking for a job at an old college that I went to. As I go in, I was told that there are no jobs available from the persons that I knew, all the people I knew, the vice president, the different people, they just wanted to talk about sports and they didn't even want to really give me a, a helping hand. It seemed like they were blowing me off. So as I'm walking around 
looking sad like a puppy dog, probably looking real pitiful, someone stops me and they say, hey, excuse me, sir, did you used to go here? Weren't you a student here a long time ago? And I say, oh, yeah, I was. And they start trying to small talk with me. And I had a bad attitude that was just kind of like giving one word answers. They were, what are you doing now? What have you been up to? And I start sharing about my heart for young people and the things that I've been doing. And then they said, hey, there's somebody I want you to meet. And so I'm, I'm, I told them, hey, I was up here, you know, looking for opportunities for employment. So they said, okay, well, let, let me go take you to meet this person. I go to go meet the person. And the first thing the person says, it's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, let's meet. Um, glad, oh, you used to go here? That's awesome. Well, there are no jobs here. Just want to let you know that off front. But man, we'd love to have you come in and just share with the students about your experience of being a student here and how you actually were able to end up completing and getting your degrees. Uh, what, what would you, would you be able to come? Would you like to we want to know how you got your uh, d degrees and you finished your process. How did you end up finishing college? What process did you go through? What was your transition? And so I was like, yeah, sure, I guess, take my information. I left low energy. I remember going home, talking to my mom, telling my um, friend at the time who would end up becoming my lovely bride and wife of many years now. Thank God. Praise be to God. Shout out to my wife that that I was sitting there with a bad attitude and I went home and I told them about, hey, you know, as I'm talking to my friend on the phone and telling my mom about it, I'm like, they want me to come and speak to a group of students potentially. And they were, they said, wow, that's an awesome opportunity. So didn't hear nothing about it. A few weeks go by, all of a sudden I get a phone call, voicemail. We would love for you to come out and speak to two classes. Um, if you could come out, we'd be greatly appreciated. So I I'm moping around and I'm thinking, well, there's no money attached to this. I don't know if I really want to do this. I'm driving all the way out there. It's going to be a far commute. And it wasn't really that far. It was just all a mask of excuses with a bad attitude. So I said, all right, you know what? I talked to my mom, talked to my friend who's my wife, Amber. She, they're, they're saying, hey, you should do this because it's your heart anyway. You should really not think about yourself. You should think about others. So I go out there. And even when I get out there in the car, I'm, I have a my, you know, my suit on and I have a bad attitude in the car and I'm just like, God, I just, you know, I'm irritated by this, but it's about others and not about me. So I got my attitude right and I went in there and I presented as if I was presented to 2,000 people. Now the class roster of both classes that I had, had 40 students on each roster. So when I get in there, there was approximately two students in one class and two students in another. The other ones were not there. They lacked any interest to be there. So I spoke to a total of four students, but I had handouts for them. I talked to them as if I was with energy. I spoke about what happened to me. I talked about my process as a student and how I was real lethargic and apathetic and visionless when I came out of high school and how I was really blowing it off until my parents said, hey, we did not pay for you to go to college so that you can go play basketball with your friends and go to parties and talk to girls. We paid money for you to go get an education. So this is what you're going to do. Your choice is you can get kicked out of the house or you can continue to work and pay for school on your own. You're going to go to school full time and you're going to work a job full time. I said, oh my goodness, you better believe it was in a short amount of time that the Lord subdued me and he gave me vision for who I was and changed my relationship with him. So uh, that changed everything and kicked everything into full throttle. All of a sudden I went from not from being a cheater 
who had habits of cheating in school and not caring about school to saying that whatever grade I get is the grade that I get from the effort that I did. If I didn't study, this is what I'm getting. So I got to see what my actual grades were. I started to put in the work. I started to get help. I started to go to tutors. I started to learn how to be a student and to dismiss all the poor habits. I started to become a CEO of my own destiny. I shared this. I left the place, thought nothing of it. When I left, all of a sudden, a couple days later, I receive a phone call from the head of the department saying, hey, we'd love to talk to you. I'd love for you to come by. This is not about a job, but I just want to talk to you because I wasn't there that day from my staff. I'm hearing great things. So I went and as soon as I get behind closed doors, they say, hey, you know what? This actually is about a job. The professor uh, and instructor who was there for the classes that you spoke to, we actually let them go because they weren't doing the job well. We would like to offer you that job. I said, I have no teaching experience. They said, don't worry about that. We can work that out. If you have a willing heart, we can get this done. So here it was, something materialized out of nothing from exercising influence with what? Your gift. Your area of gifting, God says your gift will make room for you and take you before kings. Now, the story doesn't end there, but I'll tell part two in another podcast. But I just wanted to let you know that the door opened up and I was blown away and floored that they offered me a job on the spot for something that I did not even apply for, something I did not know existed. And they offered me an ability to, it says that God does not uh, call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And believe me, I have personal experience in this. God opened up the door, God met the need, and there all was only a willingness to submit to the process of God. That's where your true influence is found, is through your service. Joseph had a servant's heart. He served his father's vision, kept his father's sheep, was watching over him. Uh, that's actually David. But Joseph did watch over his brothers. He was an administrator, watched over his brothers, took care of things that were going on that promoted him to the pit, <laughs> and that promoted him to slavery, to Potiphar's house, of which he diligently managed that and administrated that. Then that promoted him to the prison because he was falsely accused. So even in his hardship, he was stewarding that environment in the prison. And out of the prison, he went to the palace. He interpreted dreams and he ran the prison. And then he was able to administrate nation's resources and save the known world. And that all came through purpose, through service. He found his purpose through service. Apply your purpose and you will find that you will, the service that you give will open up doorways and when you apply your gift. So that's it for today. Real short, kind of um, real filled with a lot of thoughts. My heart is full. Just had an amazing time with some young people. Did a, uh, a gathering on exactly this topic, becoming an influencer. Had some great speakers come out and share um, and train and equip and impart life. And I just want to impart life into you today. I say, Father, would you touch every listener that is listening. I ask that you would grace them to find their area of influence, that they would step out with boldness. They would no longer have fear, but that they would have honor for the calling upon their life. They would look to diligently serve. They would look to diligently add value in other people's lives and that you break off apathy and lethargy, that you would help them to see beyond what it feels like right now, even as you did for me and that I was being selfish. And then you stepped in and you said, it's not about you. You use others in my life. I pray that they would have these divine encounters that people around them 
who are their peers and who are their friends and who are truly on their behalf, that you would speak through those people to touch the lives of the listeners. I pray that their businesses would flourish. I pray that their enterprises would flourish. I pray that as they're at their jobs, those who still have jobs that are listening would uh, be diligent at the job that they have and they'd have an excellent spirit. And I just thank you for gracing us with that ability to import life into the environments we're in and to exercise true influence by being the servant of all. Uh, So that's it, people. I want you to do us a favor, please. Go over to iTunes, leave us a review, and let us know feedback of how we can make this better. We want to keep it going. We want to keep it impactful. We want it to transform lives. Let a friend know about it. If you hated the podcast, tell no one about it. Keep it our secret. But if you loved it, spread it on social media. Let people know about it and tell them to leave a review. Also, go to CEOofDestiny.com for resources and tools that will help enhance your family's life, your business, and your life. Thanks and tune in next time. I'm out. Shalom. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.